And a good morning, Birds fans. A Tuesday edition of Birds 365 with John McMullen and Jody McDonald. I, I will apologize in advance for my overexcitement doing Birds 365 here today because the Eagles solved all their wide receiver problems yesterday. If we're yeah. to believe Nick Sirianni. I'm sorry, I'm going to believe the numbers a little bit and say the Zach Pascal signing is not going to move the needle all that much for the Philadelphia Eagles this year, but we shall see. John McMullen, how enthusiastic are you with Zach Pascal being added to the Eagle wide receiver room? Uh, not very excited. Um, you know, you hope it's an upgrade, and you hope. Uh, I don't even hope it's an upgrade. I'm starting to think, wow, you know, this is where I am, Jody. I'm starting to think, well, you know, Nelson Aguilar took off in his third year. I'm starting to get back in the, well, we got to count on Jalen Rager a little bit, to, you know, because of the athleticism. So, you know, I was texting you. So I went, I, I'm going to be honest here. I haven't watched a ton of Zach Pascal film. All, all I know is what Nick Sirianni basically says about the kid. And he raves about him, to be fair. Right. So, you know, I, I, I went to pro football focus and I looked at the uh, at the rankings. Ugh, oof, oof, was all I can say. Oof. They graded 115 wide receivers last year, played enough to be graded, rated. Um, 113 out of 115. 113 out of 115. Jody, Jalen Rager was 105. <laughs> 105. Miserable. Then I got all the Eagles apologists getting you know, Well, that's one year. You know, Carson Wentz was thrown in football because they hate Carson Wentz. So I said, all right, let me look back at, at 2020. Uh, Rager, 90. Four, I believe. I'll have to double check. Uh, no, 90 out of 127. Pascal, 97. He was better than it was a rookie, at least from that standpoint. If you want to look at the film, if you and you know, they're not perfect. We we go all that. But the point I'm trying to make is the larger point, you know, I always say when they say a good player's good, you know, Aaron Donald's always at the top. And when they say a bad player's bad. They don't miss, right. uh, you know, uh, so I I will say, you know, if you want to play that game of who doesn't belong and I throw out the names Calvin Ridley and, and Allen Robinson and Christian Kirk and Robert Woods and Zach Pascal, who doesn't belong? Uh, this is not a significant upgrade. Hopefully, hopefully the Eagles still have something up their sleeve at this particular position. And now I think you got to start up with um, the draft again. Yes. I think you got to start up with the draft again. I, I don't think there's any question, but there's this interest. So uh, there's this interesting disconnect. I want to get your thoughts on Jody. So typically, typically, like what the Eagles and what Nick Sirianni rave about, and I got a text from an ex wide receivers coach uh, yesterday, and they're talking about, the little things, the fundamentals, and plus the work ethic. And I have no doubt that Zach Pascal's all those things. And, you know, it got into this sort of off topic of how bad the Eagles receivers were, the how bad the Eagles young receivers are. And I put Devontae Smith off to the side a little bit um, with, with little things, sight adjustments, 
realizing the coverages, realizing where I have to be, not running the proper routes to the, you know, attention to detail, which Nick has talked about on the record. So I completely believe that. But then I'm starting to think, then I go back to the the grades and the ratings, and I'm thinking, well, if you're fundamentally sound, shouldn't that show up? And I'm thinking it does show up, but then what is the problem? Well, if it does show up, the problem is talent. Yep. The kid doesn't have a ton of talent. And this is an offense that needs an explosive, explosive player. And they still don't have it, obviously. So long story short, no, I'm not excited about this signing even a little bit. Yeah, nor, nor am I. Um, I know you uh, like the NBA. Uh, so you'll understand the point I'm trying to make. Uh, the Sixers beat the Miami Heat last night without Joel Embiid and without James Arden. All the guys on the bench came up big. Maxi took it to another level. Jake Milton came out of hiding. Uh, uh, what's the name? Furkan Korkmaz came out of the witness protection program and made some big shots, and they beat Miami. If I'm not mistaken, the Miami Heat still have Udonis Haslam as one of their uh, players. He never dresses anymore. He's just one of the guys on the roster. But he's about seven years removed from being able to make any kind of contribution on the court. But he's a great team guy. But he works real hard in practice because he pushes his teammates. And that's nice if you can find that that's good. And the NBA has expanded their rosters to 15, and most teams only play eight, maybe nine. So that 15th guy, you can do something like that, a creative roster spot where you got a guy just to keep around to make the other guys work harder and take their craft seriously and the like. Can the Eagles really afford that at the wide receiver position? No. When you've got Devonta Smith and then a bunch of guys named Pete, no, you need every position that you, every body that you have at the wide receiver position to be able to give you something. The Eagle passing game wasn't good enough last year because they had J.J. Arcega-Whiteside and Jalen Rager. And guess what? They still have J.J. Arcega-Whiteside and Jalen Rager here. I thought we were looking to upgrade, to get it, to not reproduce if Zach Pascal is just a slightly better J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, what have the Eagles really done? This was supposed to be the offseason. They went out and added a guy. They did it with Devonta Smith last year, rookie and all the trappings that come with it, but I think he stamped himself as a future star in this league. But this was supposed to be the year they added to that mix. Zach Pascal, pet favorite of the head coach, I'm sorry, does not get me stirred one little iota. No. And to be fair, I mean, I, I, I'm i going to be fair to the Eagles as well. It's it's a one-year deal. I mean, they haven't. And I assume it's for the veteran minimum. We'll see when it gets filed. But I can't imagine they're giving them anything more than that. <clears throat> Maybe some incentives, you know, that type of thing tied in if he gets to play a lot. Um. So, you know, they're not stamping this as any kind of answer. And, you know, it is plan. It's obviously plan, whatever you want to call it, C, D, E, F, maybe, is 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 the best letter for it. Um, they did try to get Ridley. They did try to 
signed Kirk. They did try to sign Robinson. They it looks like they it's real. They tried they tried to get Robert Woods as well. So they've been behind the scenes. I've compared it to the duck sitting on top of the lake. You know, it looks all serene, but <clears throat> underneath the duck is paddling furiously to stay atop. Um, that's what they've been doing at the wide receiver position. Haven't been able to get anything done. It's a results-oriented business. Then you, when you end up with Zach Pascal, which we talked about yesterday, it's results-oriented, and you end up with Zach Pascal. that, you know, spin it however you want. And by the way, the Eagles aren't spinning this as some massive sign. No, they're not. Every, every, every coach has their guys. Every single one of them in every single sport has their guys. This is one of Nick Sirianni's guys. This is, this is a guy he's comfortable with. This is a guy he wants around. You know, already I, I talked about, you know, Jack Driscoll, for whatever reason, has become one of Nick Sirianni's guys. Loves the guy. Loves him. Um, you know, and I think he's better than Zach Pascal. I don't want to I don't want to insult Jack Driscoll because I think he can play a little bit. But um, every coach, in my point, has you just mentioned Donis Haslam, you know. People want people around because of some of those intangibles they do have. And if this guy, you know, he's played quite a bit in Indianapolis, I think 900 snaps last year, somewhere in that range. If he's at 900 snaps this year, that's not a good thing. <laughs> that's, that's how I'll frame it. And I like your analogy of the uh, ducks uh, paddling the hell under the water, but you don't necessarily see it on the top. And yeah, the paddling underwater is a good thing. If the duck is moving now, he can be <laughs> moving tremendously and you can see it above the water as well. You can paddle as hard as you want under the water. If the duck's not moving an inch, it doesn't matter how quick those feet are going underneath the water and just, being in the mix for Robert Woods is nice. If you don't get him, you know what it counts for? Zero. Close to trading for Calvin Ridley. Almost had to deal the, oh, shoot, he suspended for the entire year. You know how much that improves the Eagles? Absolutely zero. Devonta Adams got traded this offseason. Don't know if the Eagles had a conversation. They probably inquired. They Really? You're going to trade him, Green Bay? Where are you going to trade him? He ends up as an Oakland Raider. Was it due for the Eagles? Zero. Just doing your due diligence and being inquisitive and putting in phone calls and uh, being on top no, of I things. No, I mean, you're right. I mean, that's what we said. And, and the Eagles know that. They don't want it to be framed. In fact, they don't like to be framed as losing out on all these players. They don't like it. Um, they don't want to be known as the team that loses out on players. I, uh, but I do think it's real uh, right now in this snapshot in time, and I know people get upset, and that's why the trade market to me always made more sense. And with with Ridley, um, obviously nobody knew that was coming. Nobody in the NFL knew it was coming, uh, except the Falcons at the very end. Um, in the case of Woods, who knows? Because he's going to run first team with a not exactly a, a, a you know a great you know other than they were a number one seed and you know so who knows why he directed things the way he wanted to direct the things, but they have an issue right now at the receiver position when it comes to recruitment uh, because of the way they play. And I know people say 
It's about Jalen. It's not about Jalen Hurts. It's about the way they play. It's about the offense they ran last year. We 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 had Brad on yesterday, Brad Spielberger. Essentially, Jody, except for Deshaun Watson, all these contracts are two-year deals where you can get out of it after, you know, by the third year. Occasionally with a really high-profile player, Kirk Cousins, before you get that third year. But most 90, I would say well over 95% of these contracts have an out after the second year. And agents are savvy enough to know if you want to be in a position to either get the rest of your deal or more likely restructure and keep pushing things off, but still getting money year to year on a year to year basis, you got to produce, especially if you're a high profile free agent like Christian Kirk, Allen Robinson, you got to produce. And if you don't produce, you're, you're done. You're done after that second year, maybe even after the first year. It occasionally happens, not generally with that high profile, but you're done. So they're well aware um, that they have to be in certain situations to to maximize their earning potential, I'll, I'll, I'll put it as. And that obviously helps agents as well because they make money based on what their clients get paid. So right now they have a problem at that particular position. Not every position, not an organizational problem, but right now they have a recruitment problem at that particular position. And you got to change it. And you know, how do you change it? The only way you can change it is to get on the field and prove prove otherwise. I I hear the point you're trying to make, but are the Eagles Defined in the minds of all NFL people, most importantly, free agent wide receivers that they could have gone out and quote unquote tried to recruit because they became a one heavy offense for the last 60% of the season, the first 40% of the season. They were throwing the ball like most other teams in the National Football League. Uh, they came to the in season realization. You know, we got a really good drive blocking line, and maybe we should just try and run the ball down other teams' throats. But it wasn't like Nick Sirianni was hired and came in and kind of fumbled oh, no. his first press You're conference. Right, and said, We're going to run the ball down other yeah. teams' throats. I'm coming in here to redo the National Football League. We've got the best offensive line. We're going to power drive our way into the play. That wasn't the case. No. It just kind of it developed wasn't. organically right. because they needed it to. And I think behind the scenes, everybody in the NFL knows Nick wants to throw the football. But I think the point is, you you make a valid point, but the point is they shifted out of necessity because they weren't successful uh, throwing the football as and, much and as they And why did. weren't they successful? Well, chicken and the egg. There's a lot of things. I mean... All right, well, I'm going to ask you to put them in an order for me. Was Jalen Hurts more incapable than the wide receivers were under-talented, or was the under-talented wide receiver core what kept Jalen Hurts from putting up better Well, numbers? and I think you can also throw in the scheme, a young coaching staff learning on the job. I think that was part of it as well. But, you know, it, it depends. Like, is Jalen Hurts... Jalen Hurts is behind Devontae Smith, for instance. You know, Devontae Smith is ready to go. Devontae Smith is ready to put up numbers. If he had Justin Herbert, for instance, as a young quarterback, Joe Burrow, he'd be putting up just, you know, if he stayed healthy, obviously. Outrageous numbers. He's ready. He's ready to go. 
No, he had 916 yards, which sounds like a lot. It's an Eagles franchise record, but that's that's not a lot in the modern NFL, especially for a receiver with that talent level. I mean, not, he could be up. Not, at, when, well, not when Jamar Chase does what he does. Yeah, it, exactly. It makes the 900 yards kind of pale in comparison. He could be he could be up at 13, 14, you know, that range, um, and and probably has the talent to do so. All the other receivers, yeah, Red Jalen's, you know, probably getting hurt by them. Not probably, definitely. Now the Eagles seem to think more of Quez Watkins than I do. Um, I mean, but I think part of that is because they want to pump up what they do have at the present time. Not that he's a bad player. It's just I think he'd be fine as a number three, and I think he'd be good as a number four. I just I don't think he's a number two right now. Um, and you know, there's still room for development. He's one of those guys that's going to clean up the, the, the fundamental stuff, the technique stuff, the route running stuff. And maybe, maybe Zach, uh, Pascal can help with that kind of stuff. And maybe he's, he's the type of player that he'll, he'll be around to help. Um, so there's still room for improvement, but from the larger perspective, um, it's, it is what it is at this point. And until you change it, and by the way, Nick wants to change it. I say all the time, Nick runs, wants to run 11 personnel. Nick wants to have an explosive offense. Nick wants to be able to throw the football all over the field. Um, but he does what he needs to do in order to win on a Sunday or a Saturday or a Thursday or a Monday. If you want to, you know, if they play so many days of the week. Um, and right now, People around the league see that. And, you know, it, it, by the way, and Andrew Brandt will tell you this about his time in Green Bay. Look, nobody wants to play in Green Bay. Uh, nobody wants to spend their time in Green Bay. Sometimes you have to pay a premium. So if you're going to get somebody like that, you have to overpay them to come to your organization, different reasons, obviously weather, weather wise. And, you know, people don't want to hang around. And nowadays it's not as big as a deal because people are so rich. They just, you know, leave green Bay the minute the season's over and they want to play there because it's a good team, good organization, but he'll talk about all the time, how hard it was to get people to stick around the off season. He was the one who created workout bonuses. So people would just stick around to work out with the team. Um, Everybody, Jacksonville, why, why did Christian Kirk get that money? Because Jacksonville has this terrible reputation as an organization. So if you want to get the player, you got to overpay the player. And the Eagles are too disciplined. They're not going to do that. All right. So, well, is, then is the Eagle organization considered a substandard organization that players wouldn't want to come play no, for? Exact opposite. Exact opposite. Well, then, um, then again, uh, inform me, uh, educate me. Why is it a bad place to play? Why would they it's have to It's not a bad place to play. That's what I said. There's different reasons. I use Green Bay as an example. That's the issue. I'm not Green asking you about Green Bay. I'm asking you about the Eagles. No, but I'm trying to compare. That's the issue Green Bay has. Jacksonville's a bad organization. They have to overpay. The Eagles have to overpay at wide receiver right now in this snapshot because of the way they play football right now. Not that they're a bad organization. For the last 10 games of last year. Well, for for the last year and what people think they're going to be because of how the team is structured. I mean, again. Jalen Hurts is scaring off wide receivers is what you're telling me. 
I'm saying the whole cocktail, Jalen Hurts, the way the Eagles run the offense, um, the way they play football, uh, people look at it and they don't see the attempt. Again, I use Devontae Smith as an example. Devontae Smith, everybody knows, is an explosive player in this league. 916 yards. Again, to, to Eagles fans, that's great. They haven't seen that in years. To, to the average NFL offense, that's not great. And it's certainly not great for a player of that caliber. And he was healthy for the most part. He had the shoulder issue, but he was out there playing. It wasn't like he missed a bunch of games. So that was the 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 ceiling. And you just brought up Jamar Chase. You you just you know look at the ceiling of Jamar Chase with Joe Burrow. Look at the ceiling of the of the Chargers receivers with Justin Herbert, and on and on and on. And obviously the great quarterbacks. You can get, look at them all. Devontae Adams, blah blah blah. You know what did Aaron Rodgers get Devontae Adams paid? <laughs> um, you know, I mean, explosive, explosive offenses. And again, if you're an agent, so I'll look at this, JD, Jody. I'll I'll ask you this. Put on your agent's cap. You know you're getting your two, three percent, whatever it is these days. You know you're getting your two, three percent by how much money they make. Not about the phony contracts that are reported on on uh, uh, in the media when when guys are spinning things. So when that third year comes around you're going to try to put the guy in the best position to succeed so you can get your money or not. Wouldn't you do business that way? I'll ask you. Sure. Absolutely. But uh, again, are you just telling me agents are making the decision on the fact that the Eagles ran the ball for the last 10 games rather than the first six? No, I'm saying they're informing their clients that this is probably – a better spot for you. Right. Alan well, Robinson. Here, here's what my question would be for uh, Nick Sirianni then. Can he not sell that they're going to be a better passing team next year? If you're telling me that uh, agents and players are making their decision based on basically less than a full season's action, that the Eagles became a run-heavy team last year and that affected the wide receivers' numbers. Can Nick Sirianni not go into an agent's, uh, into a meeting with an agent and go, listen, if we got your guy, it, uh, I will throw the ball more. Your guy is that good. Your guy, I'm going to make my quarterback get him the football. We, we're we not going to be as run heavy going forward. And between you and I, I had a wide receiver room that wasn't quite good enough. And that's why we need a guy like you to he can't. He can't sway that agent by making an right. of what it's going to be. That's a very good argument, Jody. So I'll I'll turn it around on you. Pretend I, I I'm the agent. I gave you that argument for my client. Now, uh, I got a meeting with the Los Angeles Rams. That I got to get to. Um, they got Matthew Stafford. Um, they got this high octane offense. They got Sean McVay. Um, they also have Cooper Cup and uh, uh, the former wide receiver from Chicago. They just signed. 
you, you well, want to go I'm, in there I'm and be that. there? That's be, you that. be there number three rather than come here and be my one A to Devontae Smith. Really, you think your numbers are going to be better out there in LA than here? I'm telling you, I'm going to throw the football more here than we did last year. And yeah, you're going to get more targets playing for the Philadelphia Eagles than you are the uh, Los Angeles Rams next year. But well, Allen Robinson, that's why I brought up the Rams, was in that exact situation. Allen Robinson chose the Los Angeles Rams. Now, they're also a better team. You can throw that into the mix, obviously. They're the reigning Super Bowl champions. Um, they do have Cooper Cup, but, uh, you know, Robert Woods, when he was healthy, uh, had no trouble getting targets. Uh, Tyler Higby had no problem getting targets as a tight end. Um, when Odell came in and got his speed under him, he had no problem getting targets. They were even, when everybody was hurt at the end, they were even targeting a seventh-round draft choice, Ben Skoranek, not very successfully. But he was getting some targets. In the Super Bowl, um, he's getting yeah. targets. He was getting some targets. Yep. Um, I don't know. If I'm the agent, you can make your decision. I heard your argument. I've heard Ch Sean McVay's argument. Remember, I want to touch the hem of his garment. Um, I'm sorry, Nick. I, By the way, I believe you want to throw the football more. Uh, uh, but this is a better opportunity for my particular client at this particular time. But by the, the only... way, by the way, um, and I know you don't know the answer to this. It's a quasi unfair question. But do we know the Eagles made an offer to Allen Robinson anywhere near the offer that the Los Angeles Rams I, did? I, I know they made an offer. I don't I don't know what the number was, but that was my last part to get a player like that in a situation like that. That's where you have to do what Jacksonville did. That's what you had to do with Andrew Brandt back in the day. That's where, if you want to be in the conversation, you got to overpay the guy. You got to overpay the guy. That's how you get him back in and well, say, you, all right. Do you, think, do you think Robinson got a below market deal because they were the Rams, a fair market deal, or did they also have to overpay? I think he Boy, I think everybody's overpaid, but that's that's me. I, I he's probably fair market. Um, maybe he took a little bit less, but I don't I don't know that for a fact. Right. But I so know the, the Eagles I, might I, not I know, have even had to overpay. They might just have had to pay fair market value if somebody I, else was going to come in at under. I know the Eagles are um very disciplined, disciplined to a fault. Um so you know. They're not going to overpay to a ludicrous degree that you have to do to get somebody's attention. They're never going to do that. Um, and that, that to me, is hurting them right now at the wide receiver position. But that's it. At the wide receiver position. That's it. Nowhere else. Nowhere else. At and the here, wide receiver position. Here's why I will, I will disagree with the Eagles' overall philosophy as it stands right now as you just described it. Every season is different, and you have to, when you get certain pieces in place on your roster and in your salary cap, there's two worlds you have to judge, the overall talent of your roster and the salary cap position you're in. Right now, the Eagles have one key advantage over a bunch of other teams that are competing with for playoff spots in the NFC. They've got a guy on the third year of a four-year rookie deal as a second-round draft pick which means compared to the other quarterbacks in their conference, their QB is making diddly squat 
which means you should have flexibility on your overall salary cap to pick a position and go, all right, we're going to go away from our usual norm. We're going to try and have to put aside our, our, our default thinking that we're not going to overpay. We don't want to overpay. We always want to be balanced. We want to give a guy what he's worth, but we don't want to blow him out of the water just because we have to, because there's a preconceived notion of what type of team we are around the National Football League, so therefore we have to open. Yeah, overpay. If that's what it takes, you got to overpay. If yeah, you well. have the ability to overpay at one position – because you're severely underpaying in another position, well, then it kind of balances out in the wash. And the Eagles don't seem to want to pay for the wide receiver no. position, and I think they kind of need to. Well, I even said sometimes they're disciplined, which I think is a good thing really the vast majority of the time. Sometimes they're disciplined to a fault. Sometimes you got to understand where you are, you know, I always say one of the toughest things is to self-evaluate, be honest with yourself. Uh, and with the Eagles in professional sports, they got to understand where they are at the wide receiver position. But I, I also say this, Jody, man, I know I know a lot of fans like to think players look around and they say, well, and, and we just went through this with Deshaun Watson. Well, Cleveland has the best roster. Nobody's looking around at who has the best roster. Nobody. I go back to Aaron Rodgers. Now, Aaron Rodgers, right, he likes to tell you how smart he is. He is a smart guy. I'm not going to, you know, for all the people that want to criticize him for other issues, he is a very smart guy. But he, he, he he's not shy about it. He likes no. to tell you about it. Very cocky, understandably so. Think about what Aaron Rodgers got upset, the original part of why he got upset with the Green Bay Packers. Because they cut Jake Kumaro. Who? Jake Kumaro. Uh, he was upset by it. And think about Aaron Rodgers when, when he started talking about it. He wants to be involved with the decision-making on, on, on the offensive side. Of the, and he wants Randall Cobb back. Really? 157-year-old Randall Cobb, who was a good player when he well, was young. By the way, can we get Randall Cobb? Yeah, well. Yeah, I'll take Randall Cobb Yeah, he's now. a good player here, but not a good player there. For that setup, my and and you know, can you get your money? Can you get that third year? Can you get that fourth year? And then, as I said, you have agents steering you in a particular direction. So they're the ones giving you the information, and they only get paid if you get that third year and the fourth. If you don't get that third year money, they don't get their third year money. They don't get their fourth year money. So they try to steer things in a certain direction. And until the Eagles prove that they can throw the ball consistently, if they want to be disciplined and they want to be disciplined, they're going to miss out on these top-tier receivers on the free agent market. Now, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. I think it's good they missed out on Christian Kirk, to be honest. I think it's good. I don't think that would have worked out. Allen Robinson, I don't think it's, it's as good. All right, so and let, I think me, let me ask you about one guy in particular, John, because I hear the explanation you're making, and it makes a ton of sense. But there are some exceptions to rule, and I'm going to call the Eagles on the exceptions of the rule. A guy whose name you threw out here a lot. You are not alone. I'm not trying to just pin this on you. whole bunch of Eagle reporters threw this name out as a guy who made sense, who fit for the athlete, who would be the upgrade that they need but it's not Allen Robinson, which they're going to have to overpay for. We know the Eagles don't overpay. DJ Chark. 
Why is DJ Chark not a Philadelphia Eagle? He signed with the Detroit Lions. And if the Eagles are an organization that wide receivers are staying away from, like they've got the plague, why would anyone sign with the Detroit Lions to go catch balls from Jared Goff and that team who is, again, if they're not looking at what the team achieved the year before, Eagles were in the playoffs, Lions are drafting number two in this upcoming draft. Why is DJ Chark a Detroit Lion and not a Philadelphia Eagle? Well, and, and I don't put him in the category because I don't think the Eagles made him an offer. Um, so everything, and, and you know, do I have to do I have to restate my question. Why didn't the Eagles make DJ well, Chark they, an offer? But, but because my assessment is they didn't like the player. Um, everything's I always say everything's about evaluation. Um and, you know, if you're not in the mix, he got one year, 10 million from the Lions. I had heard, I think New England made him an offer. I, and there was another team. Um, and he chose the Lions. Um, a, a lot of us, you know, when I was one of them, and I can't speak for everybody, but we, we you know, before free agency starts, we look at who's going to be available and we say, all right, well, the Eagles typically want the guy coming off the rookie deal. So DJ's like 25 or 26 or whatever. He's coming off the rookie deal. You know, he had some injuries, so he's still got some upside. He had a big year. He had one big year with a bad organization and a bad situation. So you say, well, that guy would make some sense for the Eagles. I don't know if anybody, I don't think, I didn't see if anybody did report it. The Eagles had interest in the kid, actual interest as was reported, you know, with Ridley and uh, Robinson and Kirk um, and now Woods. Um, so, you know, the, the better question is, why didn't they like the player? I That I can't answer, but that would be my answer. They just didn't like the player. Um, now, is, <laughs> I'd, rather have T- I'd rather have DJ Chark than every – Eagles receiver, but Devontae Smith. Not named uh, that, Devontae that's, Smith. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I can't tell you as to why they don't like the player, but they certainly didn't go after him. Um, and and by the way, even if they decided, all right, DJ Chark is a guy who can fit and is a guy who can help us, I don't think they'd be paying him with the discipline, with, with his record of, of – you know, coming off, I think it was a fractured ankle um, last year. Missed most of last year. Um, coming off the injury, I don't think they would have paid him $10 million anyway. So, um, if it got to if it got to the money, which it, which it never did, I think they would have been too disciplined for him as well. Right. So, over-disciplined, maybe. Yeah. You're not doing anything for my confidence that the Eagles are going to be able to upgrade at wide receiver during this offseason unless, unless they use one of the three first-round draft picks they have. And we've sat here and speculated basically since the season ended that they probably will not use all three, that they'll trade down with one and get out of the first round and only make two picks, but add extra draft capital or trade out and send a first-round pick this year for a future first-round pick and maybe another pick this year. 
uh, we, we go through the scenarios where the Eagles go from three draft picks to two draft picks. And when you're down to two, are they really going to use one on a wide receiver for the third consecutive year? You talk about judging the Eagles and the trends with which they've built this team since Howie Roseman took over. He, he doesn't, I don't think he liked, I think they just had too big a report on Devontae Smith that they couldn't turn away from it, that they thought he was one of the best players in the draft and they could get into a position. To take him. I don't think they really wanted to go back to wide receiver again last year, but they had to in part because Jalen Rager kind of showed what he was and J.J. Whiteside kind of was what he was. So I'll give them credit for at least acknowledging, yeah, you know, we still need wide receiver help. Howie, if you're watching, you still need wide receiver help. Sorry to say, big guy, as as tough as you may be in taking stands and discipline, John's favorite word, which is dead-on accurate, as disciplined as you may want to be and you may want to stay, you still need help at the wide receiver position. McMullen and McDonald, your Mac and Mac Birds 365 guys coming back. A um, couple of other moves around the National Football League. Yeah, the quarterback carousel continues to spin, and Although some people are quite happy that the Eagles are staying with Jay, with uh, Jalen Hurts. There are others that are ready to move on. Maybe some ready to move on after the way Johnny Mack told us that the reason they can't get a wide receiver is because they've got the offense they've got right now, which is led by Jalen Hurts. He's still their QB. We'll talk about the other quarterback moves in the league when we come back here on Birds 365. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. John McMullen, Jody McDonald, your Mac and Mac 365 guys here on Birds. We'll uh, chat you up for another, uh, oh, about 40 minutes or so before we're joined by our uh, one and only guest today. Um, he's a good one. Uh, Bo Wolf, who covers the Eagles for uh, the Athletic, uh, will be aboard in hour number two. All right, Johnny, I do want to get into the quarterbacks, but I got one more question for you on uh, uh, the wide receivers and the perception of the Philadelphia Eagles and uh, that they might be at a disadvantage as compared to other teams. They're out there uh, making bids for wide receivers. A guy who I lobbied for here on Birds and uh, on WIP and other places where I broadcast, which I thought would have been a nice fit with the Eagles, was uh, uh, Wilson, the kid from uh, uh, Dallas, who was their wide receiver four, who I thought yeah. if he came in here, Cedric Wilson would move right to wide receiver two. He ended up signing with the Miami Dolphins, and Tua's had the career that he's had to this point. He and Jalen Hurts used to be teammates at Alabama. I know that Tua was a first-round pick as compared to Jalen as a second-round pick, but their numbers off last year were relatively equal, and Wilson decided to go to Miami. If you're going to tell me it's, again, no state taxes, okay, then guess what, Howie? You're going to have to overpay a little bit. If, yes, it comes down to competition between you and the Dolphins, and the Dolphins, uh, the agent is telling you why he'd rather go to Miami because he doesn't have to pay state wage tax. All right, William, you got to juice your offer a little bit, Howie. But, again, if they're over-disciplined, so be it. What's going to change the narrative, John? What has to change for the Eagles not to be a team that has to overpay to get a quality wide receiver to join this franchise? Success on the field, uh, 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 demonstrated performance, as, as coaches like to say, on the field, uh, you know, prove you can get a receiver at 1,300 yards. Prove it. Show it. Show it to everybody. Show the uh, um, evaluation that Jalen Hurts is still an ascending quarterback as a thrower and will have the ability Um It'll change on a dime. It's not like it's a multi-year process. Have success on the field. Prove you're an explosive offense. Prove uh, receivers can be a big part of it. And they won't have an issue at all because they're regarded as a good organization by the vast majority of agents around this league. People are going to make a big um Big thing out of Kenny Pickett's pro day yesterday because, um, you know, uh, the Eagles were the ones who picked up the tab at dinner for for Kenny Pickett. So they're going to say, oh, the Eagles are buying Kenny Pickett dinner. Um, They're just a first-class organization. That's how they do things. Um, That's what it means more than anything else. Um, They're highly regarded as an organization, but that doesn't mean again, an agent is going to steer a player or a player is going to steer himself here uh, when he has an opportunity. And the best example of this, again, 
would be Allen Robinson when he has an opportunity to play in a high octane offense uh, with a with a high volume thrower, as I call them. Um, just not it, it, it's that kind of stuff isn't going to resonate. Now, I I will say that uh, um, everybody knows Nick Sirianni wants to run uh, a different kind of offense. Um, so the ability to change this thing can shift really, really dramatically. But I think, I think it's telling that Plan A for the Eagles. And by the way, if it worked, none of us would be. We wouldn't be talking about this, Jody. Plan A for the Eagles was to trade for Calvin Ridley, and if it worked, everybody would be happy, and they should be happy. Uh, but the trade of it was a key part of it uh, because you didn't have to worry about the other stuff. Right. Um, and that's part of the reason that they went down that route. And unfortunately, it didn't work. And then you got to try to pivot. And the pivoting hasn't worked. So, uh, again, you're just saying uh, the egg has to come before the chicken. They have to go out and get yeah, you gotta put the numbers up to swing yeah. the opinion of agents or overpay to a ludicrous that you can do, but they're not going to do that. So I don't, you know, if you, if, you know, if you say, pay Kristen Kirk, Jacksonville's giving you this outrageous contract. We're going to go even higher. Um, you could have got Kristen Kirk. They're not going to do that. So, um, you know, we could talk about it, but I don't, I don't think it, it, it means much because you know how right. disciplined they are. They're not going to do it. And by the way, I don't think they should do it. Nor do I. I you know I brought up Christian Kirk how many times here on the show. And then I saw the contract and said, what the hell? Are you kidding me? That's what Christian Kirk costs on the open market? Well, as soon as one team makes it the offer and he accepts it, that's what he costs on the open market. We could all have our beliefs and our facts and our figures and our projections in place. And they go by the wayside as soon as somebody gets a deal uh, for more than we expected. Uh, do have one um, question for you on deals. You mentioned that we have not yet been able to unearth Zach Pascal's deal. You're thinking if it's the veteran minimum with incentives tied to it, that's probably the ballpark. We've got to wait and see on this. Uh, maybe the Eagles actually felt a little desperate when all these other wide receiver deals uh, started going by them. Uh, some by their own machinations, others out of their control, like Calvin Ridley. Um, that maybe that we better get Zach Pascal. We're looking at an O for you if we don't get at least we should be able to get Zach Pascal. So we don't know what his deal is yet. We'll wait to find out. I also couldn't find what Anthony Harris's deal was. Um, the Eagles are not obligated to come out with any of these figures for us to chew on and evaluate and the like. As you've correctly pointed out many times here on the show, the first blush that you get on a contract is usually agent released and they want to put it out there in the best possible spin to make themselves look good. And then you find out thereafter the did you and I discuss I don't think we even discussed this yesterday. The reporting of the Juju Smith contract. Um, I, I don't think we did, uh, but the yeah, first the report that came out was a $10 million contract one year over 10 million, 10 million and change. And within less than 24 hours, it was re-reported as, oh, well, no, it's a 
$3 million contract with over $7 million in incentives. Now, they may be very reachable incentives. He may end up making his million dollars. But what happens if he turns an ankle week one and can't play for eight, nine, ten weeks? Oh, all those incentives become very tough to get. And it's now a $3 million contract instead of a 10. So you have to take all these reported contracts with a uh, grain of salt. Uh, but the last two players that the Eagles acquired, we do not know what their contract numbers are. What do you think that means? Uh, it doesn't mean much. It, it takes a while to file things uh, with the union. And when they process it, and that's when you get the full deal. For instance, to give a perfect example of this, uh, Hassan Reddick's contract, um, the first time I saw the actual details to that are were today, um, this morning. Um, so that's kind of the timing of this stuff. It takes a, a little bit of, of a while to get the, the intricacies of these deals and Reddick's probably a, a great example because, you know, uh, I pre now I forget what it was reported as five years, whatever. Um, um, no, well, five, three, right? Uh, three years. Yeah. Sorry. Three years. It's actually a six year deal. So vice versa. It's a oh, six year. The avoidable years on the yeah, back end. Three avoidable years. So it's a six year deal, but really it's a two year deal like everything else. Get the cap hits in 2022 is four million, right? Great. 2023, 6.8 million. 2024, 20.5 million. That's never happening. Yeah. He is never getting to the yeah. third year of that contract. It's either renegotiated or released. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's what I'm trying to say. Essentially, unless you're Deshaun Watson, Kirk Cousins had the three year guaranteed contract back a few years ago, uh, fully guaranteed. Unless you're a quarterback, very few players get that third year. They're really two-year deals, and then we'll talk about it. And if you succeed in those first two years, like Hassan Reddick, and he performs, the Eagles will keep him, but they're redoing the deal. They got to redo the deal. Yeah, they're redoing the deal. So you have to perform – to get that third year and then you can if you perform you'll probably get a year tacked on as well and it'll keep rolling over and rolling over so it's not like you can't get there but 90 plus percent of these deals and probably higher number than that are the team as an out after that second year and the case right. with Hassan reddick you know four million cap number yeah, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, for, for year. year one and year two, that's a very reasonable deal. So they got to figure out. And then what we, we don't want to look at, but we need to look at is uh, dead cap hits because that's if they move away from Hassan Reddick, he, they can't come to an agreement on a renegotiated deal after two years and they have to release him. Well, then that's a big time cap hit dead cap hit that you have to take. It's really weird what the Eagles ended up doing last week because they take a huge dead cap hit with Fletcher Cox and then bring Fletcher Cox back. So that ends up uh, being something that Howie Roseman has got to work around in putting a cap year together. It gets both confusing and difficult. And I think our guy Brad Spielberger was on with us yesterday. did a pretty good job of laying, out, laying it out there for us. Um, Anthony Harris, that also, uh, I've looked around, I can't find it anywhere as to what his one-year deal is. 
You think he's going to be making the same as he made last year, more than he made last year? Because the Eagles right now are very shorthanded, and that that's what scares me a little bit about this Zach Pascal thing. I'm going to say it's going to be more than the veteran minimum uh, in, in just his base salary. And then I'm with you. I think there'll be incentive to probably raise it up. I'm thinking the Eagles could be worried that we can't get left with nothing. And that's why they uh, got Anthony Harris done now. And to get him done, maybe they had to pay him uh, more than they did last year. More or less same Anthony Harris when the details come out. This upcoming contract is compared to last year's. Um, Boy, I think he got uh, $4 million last year. I think it was a one-year $4 million deal, yeah. Um, I think he's going to get less than that with the opportunity to make the same, um, essentially. Um, I, I don't think there was a big market for him. Um, and the one thing I've talked about, the one thing the Eagles are really good at is valuation, not evaluation, valuation. They know what everybody's worth in the market they have. And they do a really, really good job with that. Uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna say he's making less with the opportunity to make the same uh, as what he does did last year. Would be, right, my but I'll, I'll revisit something you said in the first hour of the show. Sometimes they're disciplined to a fault. Oh yeah, no and question. that valuation that you just described is good, and a lot of times it helps the Eagles. Two deals that have come down here in the last couple of weeks, uh, last week, excuse me. Um, getting Fletcher Cox done at less than he was scheduled to make this year, creating more cap flexibility. That's valuation. That's good. Uh, Boston Scott, I thought they should have given him the tender. They didn't. They got him back at less than the tender. So that saved a couple of hundred thousand dollars, which gives him more salary cap flexibility. That's good. Who are they going to spend this money on, John? They redid Darius Slay and saved, what, $11 million by redoing his salary cap deal this year? So they got Fletcher back at last. They got Boston Scott back at last. You're telling me you think they're going to get Anthony Harris back at last? Maybe not a whole lot less, but less. Where's all this money they're saving going? Where where are they going to spend it? Well, a lot of it is um, first-round picks. If you, take, if you take three first-round picks, if they're taking them, and I still don't think they want to. Well, you got to prepare like you have to. Um, that's a big chunk of it. You know, if they have 20 million right now, which is about what they would have with the contracts not reported, um, 8 million chunk right off the top for the rookies um, because of the three first round picks. Um, so it's not as much as it may seem. Um, then you're down to 12 million, and you can do a lot of things with 12 million. We just saw they got a three year, $45 million deal with Hassan Reddick with a 4 million cap number. So you could do some things with $12 million. You can fit four Hassan Reddicks, uh, uh, three Hassan Reddicks with $12 million. Um, so you, you could do some different things. And Look, we always go back to 2017 because that was the successful year. And you look at the timing on the calendar and the second wave of free agency, and they're going to make some signings and um, probably signings that make some people happy um, on more cost-effective deals. But the first wave of free agency is already over. It's over. 
Um, so if you guys out there, um, Honey Badger would be number one, I would think, for Eagles fans. Um, eyeballs popping out. Do you really I, think they have any kind of chance to get Honey Badger? I don't I don't know if they want him. I haven't heard that they want him. Um, you know, he's 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 a lot of, I said a lot of he's played a lot of football. A lot of football. He's, I don't think he's 30 yet. I think he's 29, but he has played a lot of football, a lot of injuries, and more than one scout says he doesn't have the wheels he once had. That's just not the type of player. They want ascending. They don't want descending. Um, I could be wrong. They, you know, if, if the market comes down and they can get him on a one-year deal, I think that changes the conversation. I think they might think about that. Um, and the longer it waits, and I got to bring up your worst nightmare, Jody McDonald. Can I bring that up? The more Derek Barnett is out there, feel free. The more Derek Barnett is out there, that the more tells you there's no market. There is, if they can get him back, and there's no market in Philadelphia either. If they can get him back on a one year deal for five, six million. Uh, don't 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 shut don't slam that door I, I shut. No, I know a lot of people, one including my partner, who I'm looking at right now, who told me Derek Barnett is gonna get paid. Quote unquote, John McMullen, Derek Barnett is gonna yeah. get paid. How's that working out for you and Derek Barnett to this hey, point? I'm not the only one. I didn't say about- you were the only one. I said many people, including my partner, yeah. John McMullen. I thought he'd get, you know, we do, uh, you know, Spotrack and Over the Cap, they do valuations. Most had, and I'll be honest, I'd lean on them. Most, you know, because they do the research. I don't have time to look at the league and they look at the trends. And most had them getting about eight to nine million a year, three-year deal. Hasn't worked out. You know, I'll, I'll go back to Alshon Jeffrey. Most people had Alshon Jeffrey at the time getting... 17 million a year. 17 million a year was the valuation on Alshon Jeffrey at the time the Eagles signed him. He took a one year prove it deal because the market wasn't there. I think it was nine, maybe nine million. I have to look it up. But I'm sorry. Sometimes, sometimes the market doesn't develop and all of a sudden you got to readjust and say, all right. Let me find some place where I can get a one-year deal, get back to the market, play well, get back to the market as quickly as possible. That's what happened. Alshon got his extension here. Which right. I was going to say, out. great valuation of the Eagles on the one-year deal, but yeah. then when you turn around and give them the multi-year, that many million-dollar deal thereafter, it kind of wipes away the great valuation of the one-year deal, does it not? Yeah. But the market, you never know, man, with these markets. I mean, certain guys, certain guys, it shocks you how many teams are interested. And other guys, um, nobody's interested and they come down. And it's always something like we we don't have, we only have, even in the media, we only have certain information. Like there's a lot of information we don't have. It's best identified in the draft, you know where there's always these guys like, why is last year was uh, the kid from Notre Dame, the linebacker, Jeremiah Owosu-Koromoa, who's right. a hell of a player, yeah, hell of a player. Um, he should have been a first-round pick. 
and we're going, we're, you know, we all had him, you know, top 15 and this, this kid is tremendous and this kid can play. And all of a sudden he starts falling and starts falling and starts falling. And Cleveland gets a heck of a player in the second round. We're like, well, what the hell happened to JOK? Turns out he had some kind of heart issue, heart uh, uh, thing. And people were, were worried about it. A lot of teams were worried about it, weren't willing to take the risk uh, in the first round. We don't have that information, so there's no stinking way we can predict uh, JOK is is going to fall to the second round. Um, same, yeah, the, you know, with Alshon, it was the it was really the PED suspension more than anything else. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, you know, teams were concerned about him in the future, uh, and the money just wasn't there for him. There's always reasons for these types of things. But my point of bringing up the worst nightmare, the longer Derek Barnett stays out there, the more likely he's coming back. Here's, here's the reason why Derek Barnett is coming, not coming back to the Philadelphia Eagles and not getting a multi-year deal with anybody else. If you're a uh, defensive end, uh, standard defensive end, your four three defensive end, not a edge rushing fourth uh, outside linebacker defensive end, an edge player. He's a defensive end. If you're not like uh, well above average in one of the two facets of the game, either getting to the quarterback and getting sacks and or ability to stop the run. If you're not a well above average in either one, and oh, by the way, my evaluation of Derek Barnett is he's not well above average at either two facets of that game. Well, then you're a situational substitution guy. And if you're a situational substitution guy, you're not a multi-year contract guy. Yeah, but I'm not talking about a multi-year contract now. I'm talking, I said, if the longer he starts on the market, you're right. The longer he stays on the market, um, the more likely he is to come back on a one-year deal for five, six million, which is exactly what you said. That's what a rotational guy gets paid. That's 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 my point. That, that the more he's out there and he's not getting the three-year deal for 27 million, which was the valuation. If he's not getting that deal, the more he's out there, the more likely. It's coming down. The more likely he's going to sign a one-year deal. Now, he'll probably want to go for eight, nine million. But if it keeps coming down, six, five, oh, the Eagles will be in. They'll look at that and say, "Wow, that's a pretty good value." The, re- the reason why you can't you you might be onto something is this is one of my concerns with the Philadelphia Eagles as of right now. Raised up a couple levels because of yesterday's signing. Familiarity seems to count for a lot. Oh, it does. And it does. that you talk about uh, um, to a fault, the fact that they're disciplined to a fault. I think they could be familiarity based to a fault. 
if the coaches know you, if the coaches work with you before, if they got a better understanding of you Zach because Paschal. they coach you rather than – that's what I'm getting at. That's why Zach yeah. Pascal is here. That There's no way you could look at what Zach Pascal has done in his NFL career and go, ooh, we got to get him for our team. No, he's here for one reason and one reason only. The coach loves him because he worked hard and practiced for him in Indianapolis. I want players who put up numbers. I want players who get it done on Sunday. I don't want players who are good guys around the locker room and work hard and have a dog mentality. Give me guys who produce. Dog give mentality. Me, give me numbers getters, not, I'm not just, I'm, I'm, I'm getters. Just, I'm just putting it out to warn you, Jody, because the longer he stays out there, the more likely it becomes. And I guess, I guess there's a number that it could come down to that I would go, all right, you know what? I'll take him back just because somebody's got to play these reps. You got to have somebody play him. And if he's coming on the cheap, the quote unquote acceptable number, believable number for Derek Barnett was going to be multi year over $8 million. He gets down to three. Okay. Yeah. I'll take him again. As much as I'm an anti Derek Barnett guy, that's the, that's below going rate. And if you can get a player below going rate with some familiarity to the coaches, Okay, fine. But I was one of those guys who said, no, 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 no. Multi-year? Above eight or nine million dollars? Derek Barnett? Not for me. I wouldn't sign that kind of contract with him. And yeah, 30- a lot of I mean, a lot of it obviously has to do, and yeah, here comes the Hassan Reddick deal. Um, you know, with the position. Um uh you know, edge rushers just get paid in this league and 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 you know. But that's why you you do the research, and that's why those guys do it the way they do it, and they look at previous years and they say, okay, this is what this edge rusher got. But sometimes you you know sometimes you overvaluate the player, and everybody in the league says something. You know, it might be something as simple as the the penalties. You know, the perception becomes reality. We all know. I mean, the raw numbers are not nearly as bad as fans think they are. But perception sort of overcomes reality with NFL teams at times as well. Um, could be something as little as that. Well, we don't want to deal with that. I remember covering Andrew Sandejo when he was good. Eagles fans don't know he was actually good at one point. Um, you know, he was, you know, if he played in the 70s and 80s, he would have been a superstar, man. He would kill people. He would just kill people. But you're not allowed to do that now. And when you're getting 15-yard flags every other game, you know, it takes a big bite out of your effectiveness because then you start getting suspensions. I talked to John Runyon about Andrew specifically, uh, and and I always found it ironic because John Runyon, let's be honest, was a dirty player, man. He was a dirty player. And it's amazing the job he has now. Um, And, yeah. They have completely morphed the game, and it, it's just a different generation. And he would have been more valued in a in a if he was born in a different time. But it, wow. it, there's little things, and in, in the case of Derek Barnett, maybe the penalties really had an effect. I think they did, and forty six tackles. I'm sorry for a guy who's taking the great majority of the snaps. What do you think the percentage of snaps played was for Derek Barnett this year? I know it's a situation of substitution position, so nobody's going to play 100 snaps, but 
Uh, he was, I got to be believe north of 75%, wasn't he? Yeah, he played a lot. I'm, I'm trying to remember um, if he was hurt at all. You know, it, 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 it all kind of goes together. Derek's m- missed a lot of time over the years with various injuries. That's another part of it, by the way. That's probably a bigger part of it. Uh, he's had a really big problem uh, with injuries over the years and not being able uh, to stay on the field best ability. Ability is availability, availability. as, as Chip, uh, Chip Kelly used to love to say, and that's a big part of it. Um, he stayed relatively healthy last year. Uh, I know he played more than Sweat, Um so I, you know, I'm trying to think. Brandon got hurt, so yeah, he he played the most out of any Eagles defensive end. Defensive end, think. and 46 tackles does not jump off the page for me. Two sacks jumps off the page for me more than 46 tackles. So I think the numbers kind of say he's a one year guy at best. All right, he's John McMahon. I'm Jody McDonald. Uh, take a timeout. Come back. We still haven't talked about uh, Matt Ryan to the Colts and Jameis Winston back to the Saints. The quarterback carousel continues to spin in the NFL without the Eagles being involved on any of it. We do have Bull Wolf joining us shortly as well here on Birds 365. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of Life. First Trust Bank is there for you. 
Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. John McMullen, Jody McConnell here with you on Birds 365. Yeah, I just had the, you got me looking up the numbers for Derek Barnett. Uh, do you realize that Hassan Reddick has more sacks in the last two years than Derek Barnett has in his five years combined in the National Football League? Yeah, he's not a finisher. That's my, uh, you know, I've, I've said for years, the Eagles, they haven't had finishers. They haven't had finishers for a long time. You got to go back to Connor Barwin, you know, Connor assistant to GM Howie Roseman. Now the last time they had a real big finisher uh, on the edge. Um, and that's a trait that really is. I mean, there are certain guys who can, who can, you know, I talk about pressures a lot, but there's certain guys who get home and they do do it consistently Double digits every year. Um, you know, Jared Allen, he's, I got to cover him. Uh, you know, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. I mean, he just, every year, I mean, you could you could plug in 13 sacks on a bad year, on a bad year. Um, there are certain guys like that, and the Eagles haven't had one for a long time. Um, and they're hoping Hassan Reddick is, is – that type of finisher. And he has been for the past two years. Yep. Um, but he's playing a different position. I think people don't realize he's not, he's not going to play Derek Barnett's position. He's not going to be a weak side rusher. Um, he's going to be a, a Sam linebacker sort of hybrid edge rusher. Um, and it's something Eagles fans haven't seen for a long time. So hopefully it works out. Either it will or it won't. And Jonathan Gannon is the guy who is the driving force behind this. I got to believe he was the one who said, "Yeah, let's let's get this guy. I know how to use him. I've got a system that I can implement that will get his strengths out of him, even though it might not be something that the Eagles have always used. I'm going to be able to use it next year, and we'll see if uh, Reddick fits. I I love the the signing. I thought it was a smart one on the Eagles' part." And if it keeps Derek Barnett from coming back on anything more than a one-year, three-and-a-half-million-dollar deal, I'm okay with that. All right, uh, quarterbacks around the league. Big deal yesterday. Matt Ryan gets dealt to uh, the Indianapolis Colts. It takes a little piece of ig- ignominy. Ig- ig- Help me with the word here, John. I don't ig- know what you're looking for. Ignominy is a word, but what yes. are you looking for? Uh, I think it's ignominy. Um of being the team that had the biggest dead cap hit in the history of the National Football League. Eagles with Yeah, Carson they broke Wentz. it. Yeah. It went the, by the board yesterday because the Falcons yeah. now own that title. The, the Eagles uh, precedent ever. setters. Yeah, as soon as somebody sets the precedent, well, we can do it. And you got to give the Eagles credit. That's another one I got wrong. I don't, I don't mind admitting when I get them wrong. Uh, me and Andrew Brandt, we'll take the hits on that. Um, yeah, as soon as somebody does it, somebody goes, oh, well, we can do it. And uh, now the Falcons are over $40 million. Um, And by the way, the, the Eagles took a massive dead hit this year again with Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox uh, yeah. 
um, even though they redid the deal. Uh, so it's a new era. Teams are willing, and the Eagles are part of that because the Eagles prove you can take on all that dead money and still make the playoffs um, and reset sort of – that's how I described it, reset your salary cap situation pretty quickly. Um, so, you know, you have this sort of debate on Twitter that this, some people say the salary cap isn't real. The salary cap – and other people say the salary cap is, you know – so important you can't get you can't do this you can't do that and as usual both things it, it's somewhere in the middle it right. is it, real it's an accordion um, it comes in yeah. it comes out it comes in it comes out yeah you just have to play on tune and for the most part i think howie roseman plays on tune i think he's very good at salary cap management every once in a while i'm not afraid to call harry on the carpet and go yeah i think this is a mistake oh well, well, and, and usually it has to do look they they they're they're honest i mean they they when they won the super bowl they thought the championship window was open uh uh for another one and they probably thought it was open a little bit too long they probably went with it a little bit too long uh instead of turning things over and that's a really difficult evaluation to make and then they turned it over and we're in the middle of that process um and the Rams, another perfect example. They're like, well, we got a chance to go win one. Let's go win one. And they did. And at some point, I would say, sports are cyclical, Jody. It'll turn over for the Rams, and they'll, they'll have their issues uh, when players start to age out. And it happens quicker in football than anywhere else. I mean, you you've got a guy who people think, and that's where – you know, big names come into it. Cause I always first thing when somebody cuts a big name, first thing on Twitter to me, Eagles have any interest in Eagles insert any name. <laughs> this league moves at the speed of light. Just cause you were a good player two years ago. doesn't mean you're a good player today. And maybe that's what we're kind of talking about with Tyron Matthew, who I still think it helped this team dramatically, but he's not the player he once was. He's not the player fans think he was, but think he is. Um, now, is he still an upgrade? Yeah. So that's the difficult decision you have to weigh. How many, how much more is he going to be effective and and that type of thing? That's, that's the hard part. <clears throat> and then there's Tom Brady. Who well, belies yeah. everything well, that John McMullen yeah. just said yeah. and everything that everybody believes. But remember, Jody, remember the 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 exception proves the rule. It right. is not the rule. That Tom Brady, people looking for Tom Brady, good luck. Good luck. He is a true unicorn that uh, can't be compared to anybody else because John Silverall read on the league is right. You can go from a really highly regarded and productive player and pretty damn quickly become a guy who's just blatantly overpaid and the team wants to move on from. It can happen like that. And then there's Tom Brady who plays at the level that he plays at for 20 By the plus way, years. Tampa, Tampa Bay, playoff Lenny. Playoff Lenny's back. So he resigned with the Bucks. Right. Yeah. So Tom was, Brady. Oh, uh, Belichick was trying to steal him from uh, yeah. Tommy, right? He they, yeah. they they got involved in the bidding, but he's sticking with Tampa. So Tampa yeah, see, that, is still relevant. That's another positive. John is explaining to me how and why the Eagles can't get themselves their hands on a wide receiver 
that's just another thing that Tom Brady does for I you. I got Zach Pascal. I see Bo Wolf in the green room. He's he gets he Zach gets Pascal. players to uh, rejoin with him. Uh, <laughs> we're not sure that Jalen Hurts has that recruitment power just yet. All right, uh, McMullen and McDonald, quickie timeout. We come back. Bo Wolf from the Athletic joins us here on Birds Three Sixty Five. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Bird 6365, guys. Here we are on a Jacob Media YouTube channel where you should like, share, and subscribe. Thank you, John. Um, uh, to uh, our show and all the shows on the channel. Hey, we're upgrading here. Uh, we've got a guy joining us who absolutely positively has that dog mentality. And that's why we bring him on. That's why the Eagles brought in Zach Pascal. You got to have that dog mentality. Bo Wolf joins us here on Birds 365. Hey, doing, dog? Wolf, wolf. How are you? <laughs> How are you guys? <laughs> Good, Bo. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to play a game. Uh, Love who, again. Doesn't, who, who doesn't belong in this category? And we'll go, uh, we'll go Calvin Ridley, Allen Robinson, uh, Christian Kirk, Robert Woods, Zach Pascal. Are you excited about the most obvious 
Eagles free agent signing of all time. I would say uh, Calvin Ridley is the one who doesn't belong <laughs> because everybody else is eligible Not to play good. this year. Yeah, play this yes. year. <laughs> good point. Good point. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. This was like, you know, this is the news of the Eagles signing Zach Pascal was like, hey, uh, hey, uh, breaking news, the sun rose today, right? Like everybody <laughs> knew uh, this was coming. And it's like, you know, I, I – it's easy to make fun of because it was so obvious and because Sirianni has talked so much about Pascal in the past and because he is not like a very productive receiver. He's like, we, we've described him on birds with friends as the, um, these like the Jalen hurts of wide receivers because oh. you always hear that Jalen hurts is good at everything that you want from a quarterback except throwing the ball. And <laughs> Zach Pascal is like good at everything you want from a wide receiver except getting open and catching the ball. Uh, you know, he's a great blocker. He's got that dog mentality. He runs the right routes. But I mean, his like his production, his routes, his, his yards per route run are like, I forget exactly what it is. It's like 98th of 111 over the past two seasons. And that's not just uh, Carson Wentz with Carson Wentz last year. That's over the past two seasons. But the flip side is the two guy, like two guys who are below him are Jalen Rager and Greg Ward. So yeah. like this is a marginal upgrade for a team that needed some like baseline of competency at wide receiver. I think it's, I think it's a reasonable thing to do. Obviously, I, you know, I'm expecting it's not going to be a very expensive deal. I think it's going to be hopefully, you know, relatively close to the, to the veteran minimum. Well, and if that's I the case, you're safe there. Both. Right, and if that's the case, like now you can pencil in Zach Pascal as your third receiver with every expectation that whether it's in free agency or in the draft, you're going to find somebody who's pushing him down to wide receiver four, and that's and that's totally fine. Fair enough. Um, the Eagles, the stat you just gave about yards per reception are what they are, and they kind of stand starkly against an offense that's supposedly wants to throw the football some. They made a decision in season last year that they needed to run the football more because they weren't throwing it effectively enough. If there are three reasons why the Eagles were as bad as they were yards per reception, and they added a guy who's certainly not moving the needle upwards in Zach Pascal, give me the percentage breakdown of these three areas. The wide receivers are just not talented enough. They're not good enough. The quarterback isn't talented enough. He isn't good enough to throw it. And the scheme that they're using doesn't raise up, implement, put the players in position to make catches down the field. They're going to raise that average yard per catch. Give me the percentage breakdown on those three as to mm. why the Eagles are right now on paper, maybe the worst team in the National Football League in that category. That's interesting because you can imagine uh, like an alternate universe where Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, and, and call it Zach Pascal are playing with like Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady, and they're still very good. That said, you could also imagine like Jalen Hurts playing with, um, I don't know, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill and, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Right, exactly, and, and, and they would Tyreek be better. Kelsey, yeah. But I think, I, I think you probably do put more on the quarterback also because that's the scheme that they have to play with the, with this quarterback. So I would I would go something like 50% on the quarterback and then like the scheme you have to play because of him is like 30% and then the receivers at 20%. How about that? Okay. 
All right. So we're going to blame it on Jalen. So what are we talking about, Bo? Now, the Eagles took Kenny Pickett out to dinner last night. So everybody's going to make a big deal. So they could all make fun of his small, small yeah, hands small as he hands, ate food. Exactly. You think he ordered sliders like yeah. instead of a burger? I like, said just... that's why the Eagles wanted to be there to take a look at the tiny little hands. And his, know, agent, my, my, his agent told him to order small food to make yeah. the hands look bigger. Yeah. Like, yeah. My question would be, did he wear gloves during dinner mm. last night? Yeah. That's true. Keep the gloves on all the way through sliders could he handle the steak knife i mm. think that was the brilliance behind the eagles plan and the eagles nope. the eagles had the restaurant turn up the air conditioning really cold <laughs> so that like they could see how he would handle the cold weather exactly because playing at pittsburgh doesn't help in that right. uh, evaluation but uh nobody's gonna stop talking about the quarterback for what you just said basically nobody believes I shouldn't say nobody, but there's a lot of people with question marks about Jalen Hurts and his long-term ability to be a high-level thrower in this league. I think we know he has all the intangible stuff, as you mentioned. We know he's got the ability, uh, uh, the off-schedule abilities, uh, the movement skills. But Nick Sirianni's gone on record with this, Bo. Uh, you know, his four sort of uh, things he evaluates quarterbacks for. And number one and number two, and he mentions they're way ahead of number three and number four, which are those movement skills and arm strength, are are accuracy, number one, and decision-making, or vice versa, I forget. But those are the key things. And when you talk about what Jody just said about the receivers and their ineffectiveness, and you're putting most of it on the quarterback, I mean, where are we with this? Are we in quarterback purgatory? Well, I think that I think there's a distinction because I think there are other ways to win, right? And I mean, we saw it last year. Uh, like, I, I think it's probably folly to expect that Jalen Hurts can take a leap to be one of the ten best passers in the league. But I think you could have, you can still have a top ten offense. The Eagles had a top ten offense last season with Jalen Hurts. If you're willing to believe that you can uh, sustainably succeed by building around the running game and what he brings to the table. Um, helping the running game. And I, and I think that's I think that's fine. You know, there's there's some debate as to whether that will work in the playoffs down the stretch, but I we saw last season that that it can work. Um so I don't I don't I don't think that there is a uh, a rush to replace Jalen Hurts at this point. I think I, I think it's fine to give him another year and see if he is able to to take some kind of leap and if he can be like a a top 15 passer while also bringing to the table the stuff that he does with his legs, maybe that's a recipe for, for sustained success. That said, I mean, uh, watch what they do and not what they say. You know, the Eagles have, have uh, publicly committed to Jalen Hurts so much, but we also know that they have explored uh, the avenues of potentially trading for Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson. They looked into both of those things. They're looking into this, this quarterback class. You mentioned Kenny Pickett. I wouldn't be surprised if they add somebody because their their quest and Howie Roseman's quest is to find a franchise quarterback. And um, the what he has done this offseason tells me that they don't believe that, that Jalen Hurts is that guy. Well, I'm really not trying to pile on with Jalen Hurts, but I want to get your take on this. John has attempted to convince me for the last couple of days that they, Deshaun Watson isn't here because he has a good relationship with Jalen Hurts and he didn't want any part of Philadelphia because he didn't want to come in and step on Jalen Hurts' toes. Is that something Google fans will be complaining about? They complain enough about Jalen Hurts as it is. If he's the guy who kept them from getting to Sean Watson, is that only going to make it tougher to be the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles for Jalen Hurts in this town? 
Well, if that's the case, then I'm going to write Jalen Hurts a thank you note because I'm uh, very happy that Deshaun Watson is not uh, not in Philadelphia. Um, but I, I, you know, I I don't know if that is the reason I haven't done the reporting on that. I've heard those rumors as well. But I think that like if from an Eagles perspective, I would imagine that Jeffrey Lurie is a little bit frustrated that these two quarterbacks now have both viewed Philadelphia as not a destination uh, worth even considering from from what we understand. So. Uh, like I think Jeffrey Lurie wants to think of the Eagles as as a, a premier franchise and uh, to be sort of um, like cast aside without really much of a consideration by both of those guys and also to have not been able to land a few of the bigger ticket free agents they've pursued. I think I think probably stings their ego a little bit. Yeah, you're right with the wide receivers as well. And with with Deshaun, I just want to clarify that it was you know if if there weren't other options. He would have considered the Eagles, but once there were criminal, no criminal charges were taken off the table. You had this explosion of interest and he has a good relationship with Jalen Hurts. And by the way, Bo, if the Eagles were allowed to bid, Jeffrey Lurie wasn't going to that contract anyway. So even if they got to that table, I don't think he would have been the first five-year fully guaranteed guy. Although... He did take on the biggest dead money cap hit. The Eagles finally lost that to Matt Ryan yesterday. But so you never know. Yeah, I feel like but, once you cross the the threshold of pursuing Deshaun Watson at all, I'm not willing to give you any kind of benefit of the doubt. So you think he would have went that high? If need, be? I don't know. I, I don't know. But once you once you like dip your toe in that waters, you like you're you're, you're probably willing to. Uh, go all the way to, to dive all the way in right it's not like yeah like if you're willing to to go after this guy who still has 22 civil suits against him um and is like credibly uh at best like not a great guy um <laughs> i mean just it's to be fair it's a like, good way to describe it i'm trying to be oh, as, as, oh, well, as are you uh, suggesting that you can't be partially pregnant you either got to be in or you're out. Yeah. You well, yeah, I think so. In, like, I don't, I don't think you can. I don't think like you can be definitely. like Deshaun Watson curious. I feel like once you once you've crossed that threshold, you you want to make the move. Well, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. And if the Eagles couldn't get at the bargaining table, which is evident, uh, he wouldn't waive his no trade clause. That maybe turns out to be a good thing for the Eagles. But I do want to talk about the receivers because it, it, there is that narrative that receivers don't want to come here and i think you're right the eagles certainly don't want to be looked upon as an organization where people don't want to come to and i think by and large that's not the case i think right now at the receiver position it is the case you look at Devonte smith sets an eagles record you know certainly great for this organization whatever it was 916 yards Let's let's be honest. If he's with Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert, he, he's he's up at thirteen hundred, fourteen hundred yards if he can stay healthy. Um, our teams, our agents, our players, just looking at the Eagles right now and saying, "Well, at this particular position, and more agents, obviously, are they just steering people in other directions?" Because ultimately, if you're a receiver in this league, you need traffic to have success and make big money. I, I, I'm sort of on the fence on this because I feel like, you know, yes, it's true that if you're looking for like a one-year rebound deal to rebuild your value, the Eagles is probably not the best place to do that. However, like they're also going to sign for whatever the, the top 
offer is. So maybe it's yeah. the case that like yeah, you if, if, if the if the offers are equal, you probably choose to play for the Rams over the Eagles for sure. But like if the Eagles were willing to pay an extra million and a half dollars to Allen Robinson, would would he have signed with the Eagles? I don't know. Probably, right? I mean, I, I wouldn't imagine that they're in the business of uh, leaving money on the table. Maybe Allen Robinson is not the best example because he's played with such bad quarterbacks his whole career that maybe he was desperate to play with a good quarterback. Yeah. But, you know, like, you know, DJ Chark signing a one-year $10 million deal with the Lions. Like, is Jared Goff much better than the Eagles? I mean, that tells me the Eagles weren't very interested in him. Yeah, I went there with DJ Chark earlier. So you and I are seeing that exactly the same. All right, one of my favorite times here on the show, Jody Mack hypothetical question. <laughs> And there are always layers to it, so I'll lay it out for you, Mr. Wolf. When the Philadelphia Eagles get to the draft some five weeks and change from now, when they're on the clock, be it either 15, 16, 19, you can either pick or choose for me how many picks they're going to make if you say, that's Jody, no way they're taking all three. They're going to trade one into next year. They're going to trade one out of the first round. You can lay it out any way that you want, and there will be a player on the board that is worthy of that level pick at every position. Let's say they take two. What two positions will the Eagles fill? If there is, and this is, yes, very, very already defined uh, question. There's a safety that merits being taken as a safety. There's a wide receiver there. There's a linebacker there. There's a defensive end. There's a defensive tackle, the offensive line. Whatever position you want, there's a guy that you're not reaching for to get. By the time we get to the draft, what two positions will Eagles fill? Well, I think that you guys have have uh, experienced enough Howie Roseman drafts to know what he prioritizes. And so my answer to that is defensive end and defensive tackle. I think all Ooh. things equal, he's adding to that defensive line. That's how he wants to build this thing. Uh, you know, safety would be nice, but I don't think the Eagles... Uh, fully trust their ability to evaluate that position in the draft. Maybe the first round's a little different because it's a higher caliber prospect. Uh, corner, to me, is a possibility. Uh, I, I think that like, if there was a corner who was graded slightly higher, they would be willing to do it. But all things being equal, I think that we know the positions that they value are, are defensive line. And so to me, you're looking at defensive and defensive tackle. Bo, let's talk about safety. Are you a little surprised? I think we all kind of thought, well, the Eagles will probably be one of the two starters back. And um, it looks like uh, they've chosen Anthony Harris. There's always a chance Rodney will be back. But I was at the Maxwell Football Awards, and it's, he wasn't talking like he thought he was coming back. So um, are you surprised at all? That it's Anthony Harris and not Rodney McLeod. I am. I am. You know, I, I, what you said is exactly what my expectation was, that they would bring back one of these two guys, and it would probably be Rodney McLeod because my expectation was he would be a little bit cheaper. There is that sentimentality, and my guess is that he would be more willing to like transition to a part-time role, whereas I, I think Anthony Harris is going to expect to be a full-time starter. I mean, he rotated last year with Marcus Epps just like Rodney McLeod did, so it's not like he's flying in blind there. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I am a little bit surprised. Now, Anthony Harris is uh, a year or two younger than Rodney McLeod. I, I don't know. I feel like if the price was equal, you'd probably go with Anthony Harris, but like Rodney McLeod's got an extra year coming off the, the torn ACL. I don't think it would have been crazy to bring him back instead. Two-parter question for me, Bo, and uh, one of them is going to be at least a guess. Need some heavy speculation on it from you. Derek Barnett, 
will be signing with what team and for how many years at about what dollar range? Mm. I think he's signing a one-year deal just because my, you know, the understanding of him not signing yet tells me the interest is pretty tepid. So I would imagine he wants an opportunity to get back into the free agent market next year after rebuilding his value. If I was him, I would go to that, uh, that like defensive line, uh, like resurgency program in San Francisco. Go over there, uh, juice up your your sack numbers, and hit the hit the road next or hit hit the free agency next offseason. I mean, Arden Key was a guy who was released goes to San Francisco and all of a sudden he's a uh, a priority free agent. I feel like I feel like that's where I would go if I was Derek Barnett. I would probably take a little bit less to go there. But I don't know like I don't know if I would rule out him coming back to the Eagles at this point, right? That, like Bo. The what, longer I mean, he's that's out what Big Bullet said last hour. I'm going, no, 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 he's not coming back here again. I don't think well, that's that crazy. Yeah. I mean, they're bringing everybody else back. Yeah. The longer he's out there and you're right. I mean, he's he's getting a one-year deal now. We're past the range of three years, $27 million, whatever the valuation was. He's not getting that. So one year, $5 million? One year, Yeah, that sounds million? about right to me, yeah. Would, would the Eagles consider bringing Derek Barnett back at that number? I think they would. So do I. I mean, they so still need bodies at defensive end, yeah. especially if Hassan Redick is going to be moonlighting as that Sam linebacker on, on first and second down. You need bodies. I mean, right now it's – I mean, I, I expect them to add at the top of the draft, but right now it's it's Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, who's 34 coming off a torn Achilles, and Teron Jackson. Like, that's what they've got. Yeah. Yeah. How much did the Eagles get hurt? And certainly not as much as the player, but uh, Eagles are in that range – and you just said you think they're taking two defensive linemen in the first round. How in much, the hypothetical that all things are equal. Hypothetically, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, well acknowledged. How much they get hurt by David Ajabu getting hurt? Was he a player they would have been looking at, should be looking at, fits right in that range, and now is an unquestioned, not going to be going at 15 or 16, probably not going in the first round. How much does that hurt the birds? Yeah, I mean, I don't have a sense of how interested in him the Eagles were particularly, but just from the standpoint of, you want an edge rusher, and one of the you know edge rushers expected to go in the top twenty is no longer going to go in the top twenty. That pushes somebody else up the board theoretically. So I would imagine it does have some type of ripple effect. Odds, Bo, that the Eagles take all three of those first round picks. Give me, give me a number, and give me a number that one of them is an offensive player. If they take all three, do they have enough discipline? In other words, to go defense, defense, defense. Well, I think you could make the case that that wouldn't be the right. I mean, I think they could use a wide receiver for sure. Yeah, uh, so I don't could. know if discipline is the right uh, is the right yeah, thing to maybe me, especially not now since knowing they can't get a receiver. Well, and especially knowing that, I mean, really, the truth is, offense wins in the NFL, right? Like you yeah. know, defense it's it's harder to to win by building through defense than it is from juicing up your offense. So I think there's a case oh. to be made that there's a, you know all things equal, oh. you should you should tilt towards the offense. I would say the odds of them making all three picks. Where they are at 15, 16, 19 are, I don't know, 15%, 20%. But I wouldn't be surprised if, like, you know, they take, you know, they go 15, move from 16 to 25 or something like that, and then take, or, you know, or move back a little bit, but not all the way. Because the problem is, if there are, if, if, if there's no quarterback there that's, that somebody wants, who's really given up a lot to move up to 15, 16, or 19, you're probably not getting a, a first round pick in 2023 in return, right? So your best bet is probably to take a little bit uh, like a, a small trade back and get some kind of value. But 
my my odds that they make all three picks in the first round, I would say forty five percent. I think it's okay. I think it's close to fifty fifty. And then uh, the odds that if they keep all three, they draft at least one offensive player. I think it's like eighty percent. I, I would be shocked if they go defense, defense, defense. Right. If they keep all three. Um, if that's the case, I think we all just kind of acknowledge the place that they could use. Although uh, you you've already shown Bo you believe the Eagles do what the Eagles do, and that's why they go into the defensive line. Well, if that's the case, they might take another offensive lineman in the first round of this year's draft, even though it's It's the biggest position they have at this point right now on the roster. But why not go there again? Why? Because Eagles do that. Um, Assuming it's wide receiver, where it still seems to us that they have a need to get someone in slotted above a uh, Quez Watkins and or a Zach Paschal. Have you done your homework yet? Have you done your deciding yet out of the first round guys who may or may not be there? Because I don't think there's anyone in this draft that you go, well, he's off the board in the top five. So if you're past five, could you fall down to 16 or something? I'm going to put anyone into the mix. It was a wide receiver in this year's draft. Uh, The Williams kid from Alabama, London from USC, the two Ohio State kids, Wilson and Alave Burks. Do you have a specific order yet? Do you have a guy that you think is either going to be off the board, they got no chance, he's gone. Jody, this is the range, and I have these three guys in this specific order. Have you done your wide receiver work yet? Have you felt the need to upgrade it since the Eagles haven't gotten a veteran wide receiver via free agency or or trade? Well, the the truth is that I I view like this this is the last week of free agency, and after this, I can really fully dive into the draft. And so I, I don't have strong opinions yet on, on the stack rank of those five guys. I know what I've read about them and like, you know, fit wise, what, what seems to make, make sense to me. But I would, be, I would be lying if I had if I said I had a strong opinion yet. All right, Bo, last one from me and everybody read Bo Wolf at The Athletic with our friend Zach Berman. Birds with friends, uh, Bo, uh, Zach, Shield Kapadia, the great podcast. And by the way, uh, grading the Zach Pascal uh, move, I like your your scale in that mm. he is a droopy dog. He was Thank droopy you. dog uh, in Famous yeah, Dogs. Zach I like Pascal, that. Great. <laughs> yeah. Droopy dog. I, so I'll end it on wide receivers. Jody's talking about the draft, but I want to talk about the narrative in house. Remember when the Eagles moved on from Doug Peterson? One of the, one of the big things was that that staff couldn't develop young players. They couldn't develop young players. They bring in this staff with Nick Sirianni. They have Which, by the way, if the if the if the idea is that they can't develop young players, why are you letting them pick the players in the draft? Yeah, you yeah. can't like there's that's just bad. There's a lot. There's a lot Very of contradiction there. But let's let's give the Eagles the benefit of the doubt. They bring in Nick Sirianni. They have all this expertise at the wide receiver position, uh, especially, and. And to the point last year at training camp, I would often go, wow, Nick's spending a lot of time with the wide receivers. He's the head coach of this team. Why don't you go do something else? But my point is, Bo, if Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen and Aaron Moorhead and everybody else and Kevin Petullo and everybody else with experience of wide receiver can't help elevate the Jalen Ragers and J.J. Ortega-Whitesides of the world, what the heck can Zach Pascal do that gets – the young receivers on this team on track and better fundamentals and better route running and better uh, technique and attention to detail. Are we being sold a bill of goods with this nonsense? I think that's a good point. Like 
if if your selling point is that Zach Pascal is going to like make the wide receivers better, then like what is Aaron Moorhead doing? What yeah. is Nick Sirianni doing? What is Kevin Petullo doing? Like I, I think that's a fair point. Um, I think that you probably have to take that as you know not the truth, and the reason they're signing him is because he's mediocre. And they don't have anybody who's <laughs> mediocre enough to be the number three receiver. Like that's what he's here for. So I think I think that's fair. I mean, maybe there is maybe there's a case to be made that like watching watching somebody do it as opposed to being told it is more effective. You know, whatever they have tried with Jalen Rager has not worked before. So maybe getting to see this will will uh, make some kind of difference in him and something will click. But I think I think that that is probably wishful thinking. And the real reason he's here is because they need a body and he's a body. I'm wondering if uh, Zach Pascal is going to get a stipend for assistant coach. If you guys mm. are believing he's going to get the veteran minimum for his salary, <laughs> is there any way they can funnel like the Josh McCown money? deal? Yeah, 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 for, yeah. for being the, an assistant coach. All right. Um, again, speculation on your part, uh, Bo Wolf. Nine months from now, ten months from now, whatever you're working over your social media, and you're continually getting tweets about how did the Eagles not get this wide receiver? And I'll give you the names who have changed teams this year. Devonta Adams, Allen Robinson, um, Robert Woods, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, DJ Chark. We know the names who have gone elsewhere, and we know what deals they got and what they cost, both in salary and or in trades, what you had to give up. Who's going to be the guy that Eagle fans are harping on you with on social media? How did we not do this? How did they get this guy and the Eagles didn't get this guy as a wide receiver? Which one is going to be the one that you're going to have to just roll your eyes when you get the tweet on, yeah, I know, they could have gotten him. They didn't. Let's move on. Who's the guy who's going to be on your timeline the most? I think Juju is the guy who jumps out to me because he signed for so cheap that it was a, it was a deal the Eagles could have easily matched or beaten. I mean, obviously you have to beat uh, the deal for him to go to the Chiefs. But for him to go play with Patrick Mahomes, like if he's healthy, he's also very young. Like if he's healthy... He's going to put up big numbers in that offense, I would imagine, um, because it's it's playing with Patrick Mahomes and everybody's paying attention to Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, and like they're a, they're a uh, like a, 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 a premier franchise in the league right now, so everybody's going to be seeing it, and everybody's going to be thinking the Eagles could have signed, you know, paid him two two million more dollars, and he would have been in the middle of the field for the Eagles instead, because like Allen Robinson. You're not going to beat that deal, probably. Like DJ Shark, is he really going to put up big numbers in the Lions' offense? I feel like Juju is the is the mix of opportunity and uh, relative cost that that yeah. Eagles fans might point and to. And that one I can't fault him because John has been yeah. selling me oh so well today about the Eagles aren't an attraction with their passing game being what it is because of what they did last year and because Jalen Hurts is what he is. Yeah, it's Patrick Mahomes. That's the end of the conversation. Right. You got a chance to go play with Patrick Mahomes. Guess what? You're going to go play with Patrick Mahomes. So that that one, you should be able to jerk off pretty easily. Uh, Eagles weren't going to be able to get the guy when uh, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are reaching out and saying, come play with us. But Wolf, we appreciate the fact that you played with us today. We need to do this more often. Thank you much. We'll definitely get you on before the draft, big guy. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Our Bo. pleasure. Bo Wolf from The Athletic here with us on Birds 365. All right, we still got a couple of minutes left here. We'll come back, a couple more things to kick around. McDonald and McMullen here with you on Birds 365.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Thank you, my guys. Here on March 365, coming down the home stretch. All right. Uh, Quarterback position around the league yesterday, some voids were filled. The Atlanta Falcons decided to do the right thing, even though it's costly, $40 million dead cap hit. Eagles got over $33 million, so the Falcons will do what they have to do this year. They did the right thing by trading Matt Ryan. They had basically washed their hands at him when they asked him to uh, push back a, a bonus so they could continue to negotiate and try and get the Sean Watson. That didn't happen. So they needed to move on from Ryan. So good for Ryan. Good for the Falcons, too, because they had tried to bring him back. It would have been just a dumpster fire all year. He lands in Indianapolis, Colts' fifth starting quarterback in the last five years. Can they ever get that right? Um, and I thought very intriguingly, Marcus Mariota immediately resigns yeah. with the Falcons. Is he a QB one in this league? I I don't think so. Not unless Chip Kelly gets a job. Um, yeah, I I mean you got to play somebody. It, I you know that was pretty well known that Atlanta was going to sign him once they moved on from Matt Ryan. Yeah, I mean I no. Is he QB one by definition? Yes, but no, I don't think he's deserving of that uh, road. And, you know, they probably know it. I mean, if you look at his deal, he got two years, pretty significant money, but not significant when compared to entrenched starters. Um, They know, I mean, he's a bridge uh, and that's the decision they went with. Um, 
not a lot of options. I mean, if you want to go out and get Baker Mayfield, uh, Jameis Winston re-signed with the Saints. That's uh, what coming I off the in, in, injury. Um, not a lot of options. They dried up. So all the dominoes have kind of fallen uh, to the point now where you have to start looking at the draft, and we all know. I think that's one of the Eagles' plans for taking Kenny Pickett out to dinner is trying to get somebody else interested in Kenny Pickett so they can trade down uh, from maybe 15. Um, and, you know, Malik Willis, the thought around this league is he's going to go top 10. Somebody's going to get desperate. He's going to be the first quarterback off the board. And then if he goes that early, then somebody else is going to get desperate. I think that's what the Eagles are going to try to prey on um, and try to even get more out of their three first-round picks, whether that's moving back, moving around, moving the next year, whatever. So many different options. Um, yeah, not, I mean, I wouldn't have went that route, but they know he's a bridge quarterback. Yeah, he's he's a one and done guy for sure. But uh, I was a little surprised. Not, and it sounds funny because we're kicking around numbers at thirty five and forty million per year. Jameis Winston gets two years and twenty eight million dollars. Yet it rings to me as if it's a bit of an overpay. Maybe it's because he played for one year at uh, two million dollars previously that you go, wow, he went all the way up to twenty eight. But he's a starting quarterback, and starting quarterbacks are making 30 Cost of doing business, yeah. Cost of doing business. And that's what I've been warning about Jalen Hurts. Enjoy it while you can, because the cost of doing business at that particular position is only going up and up and up. You do have to pay through the roof. Uh, so if Mariota's starting in Atlanta, and Ryan is starting in Indianapolis, and Jameis is starting in um, New Orleans. I guess Orleans. Jimmy's still out there. I forgot about Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. He's still out there. Garoppolo and Mayfield need a chair. Where are they going to end up sitting down for this upcoming year? Carolina. Um, is Carolina the last team? I'm trying to go yeah, through Seattle, it. too. Seattle, unless you Seattle. Think yeah. Unless you think Drew Locke's the man. No. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the two. Right? Those are the only two. I'm right. doing it off and the top if you're, of my head. And if you're the general manager of those two teams, you're okay with that. Because the one thing you don't want to get into is a bidding war where two or three different teams. Well, there's only two legit starting quarterbacks left from last year's season going forward to this year that have been replaced. And I still don't know if Trey Lance is capable of playing, but everyone seems to believe you don't take a guy at number three and plan to sit him for three years behind a middle-of-the-road quarterback like that's tough Jimmy that's a tough sell if you're john lynch yeah you can yeah. do it but that's a tough sell it it is and the only reason why he can do it is because the 49ers went to the championship game last year and he's he's got a super bowl appearance with jimmy g and a uh league championship appearance with the guy so if you want to push the envelope you can go hey what more do you want i know we haven't won the bowl yet but we've gotten damn close twice Get off my case. I'll decide when Trey Lance is getting in here. Uh, but it does does continue to make the spinning carousel quarterback fun to watch, and we'll continue to do so. Today, I watch Malik Willis. Oh, I'm pumped, John. I was pumped yesterday for Kenny Pickett. Quarterbacks versus the air. Nothing intrigues me more than watching guys 
throw against nobody. And Willis uh, will look good today and pick was okay. But I don't have a problem with the gloves. I've seen a couple of guys, oh, got no quarterback wears gloves out there in the field. Yeah, they do. Maybe not on both hands. And he Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy, Teddy two gloves. Teddy started that. People complained about that at the time. Right. Um, I'm okay with it. If we're going to yeah. let the stupid wide receivers wear these gloves that make it almost impossible to drop the football, why can't we do the same for the quarterback? So, Kenny, wear your gloves proudly, buddy. Don't know when you're going to get picked in the first yeah. round, but go ahead and wear those gloves proudly. I'll have some fun watching uh, uh, yeah, Pro Day. My favorite Pro Day was Johnny Manziel throwing oh. over a broomstick. Phenomenal. Greatest, greatest Phenomenal. Pro Day ever. How'd now, that work know, out? If that wasn't a lesson of football fans, I don't know what is. God, the ESPN guys, the NFL Network guys were fawning all over themselves yeah. well, on how great Johnny Manziel throwing was. Throwing over a broomstick, Jody. Not everybody can throw that. Not everybody can do that. Actually, yeah. Gil Brandt will t- still tell you today the best pro day in history was Sam Bradford. Sam was, uh, Sam was accurate. You got to be fair. Sam, Sam was a very accurate quarterback. He, he could have been really good, but the injuries obviously. Where is up. Sam Bradford today? Do we have any Probably idea? playing golf. Hell of an athlete too, Sam Bradford. Okay. He's like Jake Elliott. He's great at everything. I hope he goes except, out and shoots 69 today. Yeah. More power to you, Sammy. Uh, partner, I say we do this again in 22 hours. You up for it? Let's do it. Two and two. Chuck Woolery me, Jody. Out the door. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.